Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. There's no point giving him a treat. Why do you even give a dog a treat if they don't Did even you taste it? Hear the sound he made when I gave it to him? He growled at He me. went, <laughs> No, he, <laughs> he snorted. It was a snort. Like he was so excited that he couldn't get enough air? Yeah. <laughs> it's how I sound when you give me like a piece of pie. <laughs> <laughs> so if we were at like a 24 hour diner with you uh-huh. and like the coconut cream came over? Yeah, you would hear me go, <laughs> <laughs> And then the pie is just gone. <laughs> how I eat pie you know you know me <laughs> that's so funny oh. everyone's like been there man yeah there, dude. yeah Hell we yeah. all know what that's like oh what up Mary Jane how's it going Mike <laughs> <laughs> that really got me welcome to Weed and Grub everybody this is a podcast about comedy cannabis cooking uh calling shit out <laughs> What the fuck is this podcast Corking. about? Oh my god, quarantine. This is a quarantine mini, yeah. little mini. Yo, I was thinking like, can you imagine if chips were never invented? No, I cannot. How I crazy would that be? I truly cannot imagine what the timeline looks like in which there are no chips. I can't either, but this whole quarantine has been so chip heavy for me. Oh, and yeah. I've been so thankful to mindlessly shove handfuls in my mouth that I, the other day, I was just kind of like, I'm thankful for chips. Yeah. You know? I've lived in a bag of chips. Yeah. Like, you know how Bobo, my cat, gets in that fucking box? You put a box down for Bobo, and he, like, he snakes around everyone to claim it. It's fucking funny. Isn't it wild? It's like, well, I just wanted to say, I, I, my chip situation is that if I could get inside a bag of chips like Bobo gets into his box, I would feel great. Because the thing about Bobo getting in the box is that you can tell that he is immediately just safe. Yeah. Right? Yeah. He does. He's like, he's a hermit in the shell. A cat in a box is just a safe cat, a happy cat. Like there are all of these like cat beds that you can buy on Etsy and stuff where they're like made out of wool and they're like little cat caves. You don't need to spend that fucking money. Get a box, put it on the floor, turn it on the side. Your cat will get in there. It will feel safe. It will feel happy. I have seen, I went to a zoo, I think the Dublin Zoo once, and they had put like a refrigerator box in the lion enclosure. There was a lion <laughs> hanging out in a box. It's all cats yeah, everywhere all the time. They just want to be in boxes. So It's my cat in a box. Cat in a box. So my equivalent would be if I could get inside a bag of chips. A bag of chips? Yeah. That's so like your safe place is if you could shrink down or there was a man-sized bag, person-sized bag Yeah, I would like chips. a... Yep. I would like a... a <laughs> on the side, on the floor, yeah, you just crawl inside. A human-sized bag of chips. I would just crawl in there. I would get all greasy. The crinkles, it would all just be so fucking soothing. And then I'd go to sleep instead of like a white noise machine, just like a chip crinkle uh-huh. machine. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. That's way better than I don't want to hear waves crashing. Who I wanna hear waves? I wanna hear a cool ranch crinkle. <laughs> so Send me, me right off. <laughs> What chip bag would you climb into like a cat? I am a big fan of the big, big, like the family sized, like whatever it is, Ruffles, Trader Joe's, Chips, Lay's. And I don't care about brand. I'm not brand loyal. I just like the big ones right now. Like I will not bring home a bag of chips unless it is going to last me at least two days. 
family size. Gotta be family size. Always. I don't even know why they make anything smaller than family size. Oh, family size, you mean perfect for one person? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great. They should, instead of serving size, it should be like a, a number of TV shows it'll get you through. Oh, yeah. As you binge. We'll get you through five episodes of Law and & Order <laughs> and one Amazon Prime movie. Great. <laughs> awesome. That's the bag for me. Yep. Are you into like, you're into the plain, the plain Janes right now. I like the plain boys. I like plain. I like a salt, a salty wrinkle, like mm-hmm. a salty ruffle. Yeah. Um, sometimes I dip them in something, but I just like salt. Like I, I will butter a bagel and just put salt on it and nothing else. I don't need any jam or honey or butter. Or, I mean like almond butter or anything. Yeah. Just some butter and some butter and owl. Have <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen Kristen Wiig's, uh, oh my God, she does Paula Dean on um, Saturday Night Live. Uh, what's the segment? Late, or not late night. Weekend what's update. It? Weekend update. Yeah. She comes on talking to Seth Meyers and as Paula Dean and she's holding a fucking chicken leg and a stick of butter and she's just like butter and owl say. <laughs> and that's how I always feel about my butter situation. Chip game. Chip game. Yeah. Butter and oil, salt. That's, yeah. I think I would climb into, oh man, a, like a kettle cook. Oh. A kettle cook What's bag. the flavor on there? I mean, a ke- my favorite kettle cook is jalapeno. Oh. But I don't feel like I'm being true to myself with that. I don't know what my favorite chip bag would be to climb into. A fun one would be a Pringle. Oh, That'd just get fun. in a can? Just get in a can and roll around. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah. What's my favorite chip right now? Mm. I don't know. I feel like I see you eat corn chips. I do like them. You're like a corn chip guy. Yeah. Fuck, man. This is hard. Do well, either way. Corn chips and crackers. Like when I reach for the ruffles, I feel like you often will have a cracker. Yeah. I do like to polish off a whole thing of Triscuits with a whole tub of hummus and be like, that's dinner. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I could climb. I'd, you'd climb in a chip bag and I'd climb in a Triscuit box. There that's you go. exactly what it is. That's it. That's the heart of it. Perfect. Damn. Nailed it. <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> Why don't they make sleeping bags? Um, like I would climb into a Triscuit sleeping bag. A Triscuit sleeping or bag. Or like branded gravity blankets. How fun would that be? Hell yeah. That'd be the move. I wonder, they should make a gravity blanket with like a chip wrapper. Like, is that what you're saying? Like yes. a crinkly, silvery chip wrapper? Yes. But gravity, but that weighs like 50 pounds? Yeah. Holy shit, man. I would buy one. It would be nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you remember when Sun Chips came out with biodegradable bags and the entire like american corporate economy because it would ruin like every step of distribution (laughs) along the chain because they were trying to save the planet so they were like those bags are too loud and then all the whole american population was like yeah they're too loud get rid of them and sunship is like they they're compostable like they'll save the environment they're everybody should be doing this and like big business was just like nope too loud ah wow do you remember that i do not it was like 2002 Ooh, maybe. Whoa. Yeah, Sunship was like, we're going to try and make the world better. Some people should follow our lead. And instead, it was sure. just too loud. Wow. The bag was loud. And there was Wait, like this a... compostable bag was like louder than a normal bag? Yeah, yeah, because it was made out of different materials. And okay. so they were like, the decibels, every time you reach your hand in, 
could cause deafness if you eat too many <laughs> chips out of this bag. Like whoever the company that paid the scientist, you know, the one in five who are against Colgate and sure. Crest, Crest is like, yeah, hey, say Colgate sucks. And, you know, whoever the scientist was, it was like, it's 120 decibels. And with repeat chip eating, <laughs> you could lose hearing. It's like standing under the jetway at the airport. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what, did you ever eat a chip out of this very loud bag? I remember people on the news being like, you know, chip drama, chip news, and they would hold the bag up. And oh, as the Iraq war was being launched? <laughs> yeah. Is that what was happening at the time? <laughs> George W. Bush was like, uh, weapons of mass destruction, meow, meow. But no, let's talk yeah. about this chip bag. Our top story tonight, too loud? You be the judge. And then a news anchor just holds him up and goes, yeah, I would love to look at the timeline of when this was fucking news. Word. Really. You're so right. Oh, man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because you're like, I remember the news story. I do. That to me is crazy. Because like the ma- the male newscaster held the chip bag up and crinkled it. Right. And the female goes, mm. Oh, it's yep. so loud. My precious little ears. Yeah. And next thing, Sun, Sun Chips was like, all right, man, I oh. guess <laughs> I guess we're done with Back this. Back to the old way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you don't want new sun chips. That's fucking crazy to me. Wow. Yeah, so like every step along the way, people have tried to do something good, and it's just turned out to be like too much of a deal to deal with. What are some other brands that have tried to like make things, like not just update the recipe, but trying to be like sustainable or like, you know, ethical manufacturing, anything? Like I know, well, obviously Ben & Jerry's is like a, fucking standard bearer for just being awesome and giving back to great causes and yeah. being like I think they their whole thing with you know bu- like buying from Vermont farmers and all that kind of stuff has always been the way totally. plus they're pro weed which is the fucking best yeah and they have a new sneaker coming out have you seen the new <laughs> Ben and Jerry's Nike collab <laughs> no. holy shit what? like you think the Red October goes for like $4,000 because it's like a Kanye rarity like this Ben and Jerry sneaker is so fucking dope and they keep pushing back the launch date because you know things are a problem right now and is it a nike sneaker it's so good if, should i pull it up on pod sure okay because it's like also it's all over my explore page on instagram so oh. this will only take a fucking moment the explore page that's so funny your explore page is just all what sneakers and like fucking music my, my explore page is cheese being poured on meat and bread okay sneakers uh-huh. and uh and hip-hop Okay. That's that's it. Because I was doing this a few weeks ago. It was a fun little project where people would send me a screenshot of their... I don't remember if we talked about it on here, but I would get some a screenshot of someone's IG Explorer page, and then I would do like a little aura reading on them. Oh, yeah. That was really fun. You nailed so many people, too. I got some pretty... pretty Yeah, some people were like... I felt like I, I really got them. Um, my IG Explorer page is... 100% cute animals. <laughs> in boxes? In chip bags? Yep. Animals in boxes, you know, pigs in tutus, um, sloths in like baskets is a big favorite of mine. There's like baskets of baby sloths. I am vamping because Mike just clearly doesn't have it on his IG Explore page. It's the internet here. Is, oh, you, oh, it's my internet it's is so too slow? slow. Your home isn't close enough to the satellites. Okay. Sorry about that. You we'll know, work on that. We've got, we've got so many problems <laughs> where is this ben and jerry's sneaker hey if anyone out there wants to sign a petition i'm starting a petition to get mary jane to get closer to the goddamn satellites <laughs> so i can use her internet look at this it's frozen oh wait yeah okay is that it am it i looking is. at it oh oh now it works it's like <laughs> when you go to the doctor and you're like and they're like where does it hurt and it's like well actually nowhere right now uh what there's oh, the ben what? and jerry's sneaker 
Okay. Ben and Jerry's Nike SB is skateboard, right? Yep. Dunk low chunky donkey. <laughs> the chunky donkeys. That's fucking gorgeous. Right? They're like wow. all drippy. Ooh, that is not what I expected at all. Love the cow pattern. The drippy yellow. Dope. Dope. Yeah. That's so fucking cool. They're going to sell out in moments. Would you wear them? Kind of, yeah, I would wear the shit out of those. Yeah. Like those are the kind of ones that you want, like I would want to um, wear all the time and just wear them the fuck out. Because mm-hmm. I think Ben and Jerry's would appreciate that. I don't think yeah. they want you to hold them on a pedestal of like... A pedestal? A, p- a pedestal? <laughs> what do you say? It's a pedestal. <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. Why a, is that funny? A pedestal. A pedestal. A pedestal. A pedestal. A pedestal like a little, like a, a thing that you like. Is a, is a small pedestal? A pedestal? A pedestal. A pedestal? No. A, like it's something when you hold when you hold something upon high. Like yeah, you, you put think, it up on a pedestal. On a pedestal, yeah. <laughs> okay. What do you, that's an okay that's like, we'll move on because you're wrong. No. I know that okay. It's pedestal. 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 Pedestal? Stool. Pedestal. There you that, go. That is so unnatural in the throat. You have, I've noticed since uh, hanging out with you a lot because we're quarantining, um, I've noticed your, what are they called? Regionalisms. Like your, because I don't think you have an accent. I don't hear your accent. Right. I hear my Canadianisms a lot. Yeah. Um, I've heard a couple of regionalisms from you. And really? that's one of them. If you're not kidding, pedestal. I'm not, no, no, no. That's how I've. I will continue to say it. Certainly okay. not going to change now. The other one is, uh, um, I wish I could just point it and get to you to say the word. That box on the table over there. What, the hard drive? No. <laughs> Next to it. Yellow and green box. Oh, crayon. Yeah. A crayon. A crayon. I've never heard it said that way before. Crayon. Crayon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A, a box of crayons. Crayola crayons. Crayons. Uh-huh. Yeah. What, how do you say crayon? Crayon. What? Crayon. Mm-hmm. Crayon. I'm not. I don't know who's right or wrong, but I know which way it makes I sense. I say to a me. bunch of shit weird, like crayon. I, crayon. Yeah. yeah. A crayon. If you put a crayon on a pedestal, <laughs> then you love that color magenta or whatever. Wow. Really? Yeah. Crayon. Let's okay. let's make lists of uh, weird pronunciations. Also, I want to know if anyone says crayon, and mm-hmm. I want to know if anyone says pedestal, because those to me are the right way to say things. How do you pronounce the word S H O N E? Like the light on the water. S-H-O-N-E. Mm-hmm. Shown. Yeah. Right? I mean, yeah. Like I was corrected on it when I moved to America. Uh-huh. Um, a friend of mine was like, what did you just say? And I was like, Sean. And she said. Did you say Sean? That's how it's pronounced where I'm from. But I was corrected and made to change to say Sean, which I now say because I live in your country where you say Sean. Yeah. But where I'm from, it's Sean. Did you <clears throat> grow up in an exclusively old British <laughs> actors of. and actresses yes. community? Where no, just in Newfoundland. It's Canadian. A Canadian accent is like very specifically different with certain things. Like we say um, project and mm-hmm. progress and right. produce instead of produce and project and uh-huh. progress. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Sean makes Sean. me insane. Yeah, I know. I would punch an eye right. if I heard that. Oh, oh yeah. you should have seen the light Sean on the, the light Sean. She, yeah, she no. literally was like, the fuck? <laughs> yeah, I would be too. <laughs> Please don't say it like that. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, did she also roll her R's when she says burrito? <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway. Regionalism. It does bother me when you say croissant. Oh, because I say it as croissant. Uh-huh. <laughs> 
you'll be telling me just a normal English story, and then you'll go, and then I had a, a croissant. I'm like, oh yeah, man, just say crescent. Well, Look. it's croissant. I don't. I don't. <laughs> no. I don't say. What do you say? Croissant. Croissant. Yeah, it's croissant. I mean, I don't need to say it like croissant, but right. it's croissant. It's a French word. I'm going to pronounce it the French way because it's a French word. I feel like I'm learning that Midwestern means like small-minded and mad at people if they're different than you. Like that feels like exclusively a Midwestern upbringing. It's like, wait, they say what, how? Well, that's no thank you. Get them out of here. Right. You feel like I'm being like a pretentious, elite, uppity fucking dickbag by saying a word that's like, what are you saying? It's croissant. Yes. Well, actually, it's a French word, and where they come from, they say croissant. So I'm actually just going to say croissant. And then she was trying to knowledge me. She was trying to knowledge me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I feel like that's what it is. Like, if you say things like Sean on the water, yeah. I'm like, who's this pretentious bitch right. trying to say words in a way that I don't say them? Wow. That yeah. is so fucked. Isn't that funny just to hear a different accent and be like, that person's being a jerk. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's exactly the problem. Isn't that funny? I mean, I grew up in a in a weird kind of like melting pot of accents, so I've never, ever experienced that until I came. Well, it's a weird way to say it, but like I definitely, there were a bunch of accents swimming around when I was a kid. And so I didn't understand the sort of like you needed to say it a certain way until I got to theater school, I guess. And then I was sort of like told to say things in a certain way. And then definitely when I moved to the States, I had to change even more. And then there are certain things that I want to pronounce a certain way. And I know that I can't because people just fucking hate it. Like uh, LaCroix. LaCroix. Because I want to say LaCroix. Right. But everyone's like, no. LaCroix. Dumb, dumb. It's LaCroix. Yeah. Uh, come down here with us. Yeah. Please. Well, you know, but there's, there are like, uh, you know, a lot of people pronounce um, Oregon, Oregon. Right. Or, you know, New Orleans or any of that. Like there are certain ways that you just need to say things to be, you know. I've never really dug deep correct. into the hierarchy, hierarchy of language because in Missouri, where I'm from, mm-hmm. there's a, you, you look down on and feel better than the people who say Missouri. Or Sunda for Sunday, mm, and Sunda. so and so. There's there's almost like a uh, what's the word for different um, Status? classes? Okay, like like mm-hmm. like social class, mm-hmm. economic class. Like there's different classes where like if you say Missouri, you're in the middle, okay. and if you say Missouri, you're looked down on, and it's like oh, who's this uneducated dum dum who's over here saying Missouri, and it's like. It's not whether you're right or wrong. It just makes you feel better about yourself. Mm. And then if somebody above you says something different than Missouri, you're also like, hey, fuck you too. <laughs> like it's a very like like stuck in the middle yeah. mentality that kind of, it's, it's kind of fucked to think about. It's fucking fascinating to study in a place like England where my dad grew up because there's the received pronunciation, which is called RP, which is what you would know as like very, very British. It's the Queen's English. It's like that. Probably the one that sets your teeth on edge the most where you're like, okay, <laughs> all right. What are we being fancy over here? Oh, somebody has calligraphy tongue. Okay. That was an invented dialect that was taught to British schoolboys who had the money to go to boarding school and they were taken from all over Britain all over the place where like there are all these tiny little pockets of cool accents like my dad was from York and the accent in York is completely different from the accent in someone like Wales or fucking Devon or wherever anyway all of these kids were taken and put in these boarding schools and then they were taught quote unquote the Queen's English this received pronunciation which you would be taught so you would all come out 
sounding that way. So is it like a rich people code? Yes. Wow. Yes. So if you come from a working class background and you manage to get into a boarding school and then you are taught received pronunciation, you actually learn this accent at school and then you come out and you meet someone at a work dinner or whatever, you just both know that you are of a certain class. That accent is purely about class. That's fascinating. Isn't that fucking wild? That's remarkable. Yeah. So so it's like a secret society handshake because if I... If I say to you, oh, hey, what's good? Mm-hmm. And you, like, I just tipped my hand without even knowing it. Yeah. I am, like, maybe not of your time. Yep. Wow. Isn't that fascinating? And it's also why people like, you know, like Meghan Markle marrying into the British family has been such a crazy big deal because she's American. She's biracial. She's black. Mm-hmm. She's um, fucking, like, you know, got that whole like Hollywood, you know, like commercial. She held a suitcase on TV, all that kind of stuff. She's just not one of them. And especially she doesn't sound like them. Yeah. She doesn't look like them and she doesn't sound like them. It's just like really wild. And that, that particularly like classist fucking accent is a big, uh, stamp of like who you are. You need to sound a certain way. This is incredible. It's fucking amazing. I would like, yeah, because it makes me want to go on YouTube and just like, like YouTube RP, uh, RP. yeah, and the Queens and the Queens England, and yep. just like uh, there's got to be a, spl- a split screen vid where it's like here are the things between these two things, and I'm sure I will be like kind of blown away. Yeah, and it was invented not that fucking long ago, like the 1800s. Everyone had different crazy accents all over the UK. And if you want to hear what Shakespeare actually sounded like, you know where you can hear like the thing that sounds closest to what Shakespearean English sounded like in uh, Appalachia. Is that in England? No, Appalachia, in the Appalachian Mountains in, you know, fucking the east coast of the United States. Appalachia. That's the closest... Coal mining territory. Wow, really? And also in Newfoundland, where I'm from. There's uh, pockets of towns and people who have just been there for, you know, hundreds and hundreds of years, and they've, like, received this um, dialect that's very, very old, and now it's just, like, these weird little colloquialisms, but it's very, very old. Wait, are you saying, like, Shakespeare informed their... Or- like, like I'm, they I'm not sure sound what you're now. So Shakespeare, who was writing in the 1500s, right? Yeah, had and 1600s, early 1600s, had this that time how they sounded at that time. It was a very specific dialect at that time in England. In Everyone England. sounded different from all of their different towns, but there was like a really specific like London sound. Okay. And that sound still exists today in places like Newfoundland and Appalachia because they have just been these like small territories for like hundreds of years that have passed down these sounds. Wow. So like in Newfoundland where I'm from, there's this sound that goes, <gasps> and that's like a, an, a, like a yes. It's an intake of breath. It you means know? yes. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I can tell you. I can tell you your like eyes are glazing over a little bit. So. No, they're not. <laughs> it's it's like hard for me to wrap my head around <clears throat> yeah. that like an inhale gasp. Like you, we started this whole thing with you going like <laughs> like that, and now yeah. and now <laughs> we sound of me eating pie. <laughs> yeah, and the sound of yeses. The sound of me saying yeses. <gasps> uh huh. Anyway, fascinating. Yeah, sorry to get on my whole. I went to theater school and loved fucking talking about, you know, dialects and regionalisms and all that kind of stuff. Well, for, I mean, you know, when you look at like where we're at as a country right now and how like you and I are very strong willed about how we believe things should be operating right now and how they are operating not right now. Like mm-hmm. um, to talk about class systems and things like 
like coded language in England to yeah. show who you should be surrounding yourself with. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, now is the time to learn about this kind of a thing. Because it's fucking fascinating. It's fascinating to learn about all that kind of stuff. Like to learn, I read a lot about, um, like just like turning your code switching. You yeah. know, code switching, right? Fuck, I'm guilty of it. Yeah, absolutely. Without even knowing it in high school, mm-hmm. like yeah, like I while I don't have an identity and I'm trying to figure out who I am, and I'm just like switching nonstop with everybody and mm-hmm. now i'm on the other side of it where i'm so aware of my natural like um desire to code switch mm-hmm. because that's what like was what i was doing so young and so now i'm on the other side where i'm like mad aware of just holding on to my ship as hard as possible mm-hmm. so that i don't slide into any kind of like type of me that's not me right yeah huge huge so important it's fucking crazy though. yeah yeah it's really like important. if i didn't have the internet i wouldn't know about something like that and mm-hmm. i wouldn't know how problematic it is right. i would just be like going about my day being like what i'm an every man right you know what i mean meaning you just switch from like you know you switch into whoever you're talking to you sort of match their rhythm their dialect their like language mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff yeah. yeah oh i'm just a smooth chameleon who's like got it all figured out mm-hmm. instead of being like yo like you should just be you mm-hmm. and I'm insulted that you're trying to like be me. Yeah. Yeah. You have your vocabulary. Yeah. Totally. Interesting. So, um, but you were saying about code switching and growing up in Newfoundland and how like America is um, drowning. Uh, no. I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and you no, want to climb in a chip bag? Oh, I, I do swear wanna... <laughs> to God, I heard you say that you want to climb in a chip bag because America's drowning or something. Uh, I do want to climb into a chip bag. Shit's fucking weird, man. I lost an entire week. What do you mean? I woke up uh, today thinking that it was next week, like uh, next Sunday, the date. So today is whatever it is, the 17th. Yeah. I woke up thinking it was the 24th. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. And you were like, June is here? Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. I better figure some shit out because I don't have June lined up for, you know, all the like work and stuff that I need to be doing. And also my mom's birthday is uh, May 25th. And so I was like, oh, shit, tomorrow's mom's birthday. And like, I had this whole two hours where I was wandering around, like really kind of feeling stressed out and freaked out and feeling like the month had gone by really fast and just all, but it just didn't occur to me that I had gotten the date wrong. And then all of a sudden I looked at my phone and it said the 17th and like, it felt like, you know, like a knife had been taken out of my side. I was just like, oh, oh, thank fucking God. But I lost a whole week for a couple of hours because time's just fucked up. Yeah. Has that happened to you before? Not a whole week. I've like gotten a day wrong, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like I thought it was like, you know, a different time of day, maybe. Sure. Yeah. But a week is a lot. Mm-hmm. Damn, yo. When you, I've never experienced that. And so it was very disorienting. I bet. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Have you been reading all the articles about why time is as like limber as it has been right now? I've been reading some. Have you? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. It is wild. Yo, <laughs> honor to be in this trauma bonding with you, the rest of the country. Yeah. What an honor. Glad we're all here in it together. They should do at Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. When we can all come together and we can all be there at the same time, they should do a sold out um, therapy session 
where there's just a therapist on the jumbotron uh-huh. and in stadiums across the country and we all just do like group therapy as a country in arenas across the country that sounds like a mega church evangelical kind of situation that i would uh, avoid but you go ahead i'm thinking it could help <laughs> go on glazer okay now you're making me de- decide between if church is therapy or not and i don't like the corner i'm being backed into i think that a lot of people find church very therapeutic yeah and i have actually experienced going to church and singing as feeling fucking great so exactly that's thing, so great if i get this together and you want to join me, nope. and then you can find three friends who find three friends to join you, and we can all go to an arena together. For and, your no church church? And do no church church <laughs> therapy. Quit calling it church. It's therapy. Yeah, it sounds like church. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going. <laughs> Brene Brown's going to be there. Probably not. Yeah, she's probably not. She's Although be like, I'm, oh, church? Maybe, yeah, she'd be like, yeah, we're church, cool. Okay. <laughs> I go every Sunday in Texas. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't want that. I feel, I don't know. I just don't know what to do. I feel like if we could all get in, are- in an arena together and hash it out, it might be better. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know what to do either. That was weird to lose a week. I've, have you been having weird dreams? My dreams have become more detailed and more... Um, What's the word? What's the word where they're not crazy? Like I've had crazy dreams where like an octopus turns into a cow and then I get dragged under the bed and then my mom has no face. But these are like highly detailed, rational dreams. Oh, like where it's like, oh, this is just me dreaming about possible outcomes in my life right now. That is not only boring, but horrifying because then I'm like, wait, am I seeing my own future? Like, you know, when you sometimes take a bunch of mushrooms Mm. and you'll go down a hole and you're not sure if you're creating a new path that your life is going to go down because you are manifesting this and then you're like fuck did i just tell my own future and now that's the path i'm headed down or if these are deep-seated fears that i'm just seeing and having to wrestle with while i'm tripping and that's the same way i feel that's a lot to unpack i know but like (laughs) that's the same way i feel about these dreams that i'm having is like i don't know if i'm predicting my own future Mm. or if i'm manifesting my deepest darkest fears or if i'm just fucking stressed out without knowing it and shit's just that's how it is i don't know yeah i would say the last the last one yeah but that's not it's i don't like having i you know i like yeah. the fantasy sure it's easier to play along in the unknown than it is to like sit here and be like oh yeah no i'm just like going through it mm-hmm. that i don't that makes me uncomfortable to even sit with that yeah i you know? know i i can i tell you i had a for I don't know, probably a year, I had a recurring nightmare that I low-key on some like cellular level felt like was a real thing that had happened, which was that I had killed someone and that I had buried and hidden the body. And I would wake up from this very real nightmare where I killed someone and hidden the body feeling like it had actually happened, but I couldn't quite remember it. And it was just like a buried thing in my subconscious for probably the better part of a year and then I got out of the situation that I was living in which was a bit, not a good one and that dissipated and I realized that it was just like a stress dream that had to do with you know obviously this like crappy situation that I was living in oh wasn't God. that nuts yeah well yeah. If, if this is going to be boring for you tell me and we can change the subject mm-hmm. but like do you believe that dreams are what do you believe? I don't want to even put anything huh. on you. What do you believe that dreams are? 
Oh boy. I mean, I just watched Inside Out yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) And I love uh, all of this stuff in that movie. So fucking great because it's such a, you've seen Inside Out, right? The Pixar movie. Yeah, I saw it in the last year for the first time. I loved it. It's so fucking great because they really like take an academic approach to a lot of it where they like unpack, you know, what the subconscious is and what abstract thought means and how long-term memory versus short-term memory is stored in the brain and how memories are made and like all this stuff. It's so fucking great. And at one point they end up in the dream factory and it's like you know you just go to bed at night and then your brain shuts down and dreams are sent to you to sort of like help you process what you've been living through so I guess I don't know I like all of that idea of like the fact that it like just helps you process something to that you're going through um I don't know if they come from elsewhere you don't think they're real do I think dreams are real yeah what do you mean I think dreams are real what do you mean like it's um it's like it's like an alternate dimension that is like just as plausible as this one that we're sitting and recording right now. Hmm. Like I am constantly like thinking that I am in a different realm that is equally as and somebody is having this dream right mm-hmm. now about us doing this and it's a very boring dream and I hope it <laughs> I hope it gets punched up because that sounds like a very <laughs> it's just these two people talking Whoa. in an apartment smoking yeah. weed <laughs> like what a, that sounds well, awful talk about a snooze um <laughs> but yeah i a lot of times i'm like i'm like no i bet I, that's just as real as this is like whatever i was just dreaming is probably happening somewhere else oh yeah that's not my experience at all no nope mm, that's good because it's exhausting <laughs> sometimes it's exhausting yeah, I, I feel more that. tired when i wake up than when i went to bed because I'm like, man, I just like did all that other shit in mm. my dreams. Like, Do you really so, think that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like sometimes I wish I could just dream about running errands and huh. that'd be enough. But more times than not, it's not like that. My dreams are all fucked up. And then I'm like, oh, man, that, that was probably real. And it was just a different. It was like a different dimension. A different timeline. You a really feel timeline. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes so much sense to huh. me. Especially because then I can see things from my dreams that happen here in this reality. Mm. And I'm like, oh, those are the cross stitches. Like those are the, that's the shoelace tying itself that is my life. Hmm. And so, yeah. And then like, you know, when you dream something or feel deja vu, I'm like, yep, that's, those are the shoelaces tying together that Mm. are, you know, whatever this existence is. Hmm. I don't have that experience with my dreams. Good, because it's exhausting. Well, I mean, I'm just, I'm just thinking about it. That's what the hmm was, because like I've had wonderful dreams where I've seen my dad, or you know, like something where I'm like, oh, something happened in my dream where I got to see someone that I really miss who's not alive anymore, or something that feels like uh, has. Um, portent like an omen like I remember when I graduated from theater, from theater school I had this crazy dream in which I killed myself and then I woke up and I was like oh yeah those dreams where you die you know it's like supposed to mean a, a whole ton of stuff so like I definitely have had dreams that feel important and like they're reflecting something bigger than that's in than is in my real life but I don't think they're actually happening hmm. okay hmm. I do that's why like um when we just were born we took that uh oh fuck Meyer Lemon Briggs test <laughs> for personalities sure like my uh, my personality that I took after taking that test is like rationalizing and logic stepping out the unlogical mm-hmm. and so again that goes into conspiracy theories which my boy Seth Godin Godin however you say it he mm-hmm. just wrote today about conspiracy theories on his blog and he's like yeah it's trying to make sense of chaos mm-hmm. sorry dude it's just fucking chaos yep also it's not a theory because you can't be proven or disproven so please stop using the word theory yeah it's more of like 
a fucking story. Yeah. Yeah. Bunch of fucking nonsense. It's a bunch of fucking nonsense. <laughs> dog. Why do you write dog? Um, but yeah. And so that's why like when I took that Myers-Briggs test and you were like, you are the 3% of the population that is this. I was like, oh, that explains so much of me. Well, it wasn't actually like the one that I found that we both took was, I think, not technically the Myers-Briggs test. I would like really be interested because I think the Myers-Briggs test is quite academic. The one that we took was like an online thing. Oh, it wasn't called like Danny's. It was called Dan- like 16 personalities, Danny's, I think. Danny's personality guess. And yeah, it's just kind some of. like weird dude in the basement. No, it was kind of neat. It was on 16personalities.com if anyone wants to try it out at home because it was pretty neat. Mine, It I nailed got, me. I don't give a fuck if it was like the big bopper or not. It nailed me. You felt like it really got you. You know me pretty well and you write it over my shoulder. What do you think? Yeah, I think it got a lot of you. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So. I am a campaigner. You're a, you're a, what was it? Logician. A logician. Yeah. And I'm a campaigner. I take the magic of the world and I make it logical. That's uh, kind of how I summed it up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, word. That's a cloud. Well, here's the thing about clouds. <laughs> <laughs> also, I think dreams are real. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm a campaigner. Uh, I want everyone to have a great time all the time. And I'm like, rah, rah, rah. Yeah. That's my thing. That's perfect. Everybody needs that at the party. Yeah, evidently also we uh, are just like great, uh, wait, where was it? I just looked it up because I wanted to say we are, um, uh, no, I can't find it. I wanted to say something good about myself. Anyway, campaigners are great. Oh, I love that you can't <laughs> find it. Hey, I'd like to like sh- give a little, sh- I'd like to shawn myself. I'd like to, uh, <laughs> yes, say something real nice about my own uh, personality, which is that I am fun to be around and cool, and I'm also a good cook, and I'm great to my dog and my cat. And it's so funny to imagine if, like, you created the Myers-Briggs test. Like, uh-huh. you're like, hey, I got an updated version, and it's like, um, you're... Nice. nice. <laughs> You're really cool and fun and people yeah. like you and you might stay at a party and worry if people do, but you should just dive in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like the updated Myers-Briggs. <laughs> yeah. For- you are a mom. <laughs> <laughs> just do your best. Go out there and try your hardest. Everyone. Yeah. <laughs> live, laugh, love. Uh-huh. Question 16 informs us that you love to live, laugh, love. <laughs> you are a hype man. You just like to make sure that... You're going out front, getting it, getting the crowd ready for your boy, making sure that everyone's all hyped up for Glazer to come on stage. <laughs> That's such a fun new personality yeah, test. Yeah, totally. Yeah, we need an updated one. Punch it up. Yeah. And and they're all positive, and they're like, and Denise is wrong, mm-hmm. and like you know, you can really like make them personal for your own person. Like if you ever meet someone named Dan, they'll ruin your life. Yep. Dan's never trust anyone named Josh. <laughs> That's not true. I know some nice Joshes. I don't. Shout out Josh Bierman. Um, I also wanted to shout out while I'm thinking about it because I'm looking at them right here and you just lit one and smoked it. These fucking pure beauty joints uh, are the best. If you're in California, try them out. They're these like little, they're called babies and they're like teeny little pre-rolls and they've got little eyes on the filter. They're fun and I, I don't feel high. I just feel like nice. Well, that's because this is their CBD blend, which is like 16%. Um, C, or no, sorry, 10% CBD and like 4% THC. So it's a oh. nice balance. So it's CBD rich. So you feel chill. That's I love nice. them. I love them too. Yeah. I'm usually so suspicious of CBD because there's so many bullshit snake oil salesmen out there trying to use it nefariously. Yeah. This is a great 
test ground to prove to me that like some CBD products are legit. Well, yeah, when I like it when it's in weed and you know you're using it in conjunction with THC. The THC and CBD activate together. It's part of what's called the entourage effect. And I'm not going to get on a high horse about that because I already went off on received pronunciation and dialect. So <laughs> if you're interested in the entourage effect, look it up. <laughs> but basically, they work together. <laughs> I like it. I like how it feels behind my eyes right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all day. I mean, I can get out in the garden and smoke one of these and like putter around with my new little outdoor garden mm-hmm. all the time. Yo. Yeah, I've been getting my hands dirty. It's real nice. It is real nice. Well, yeah. this is also a really nice like balance for me because you know how um, show products sent me that Carta to oh, like take yeah. all those dabs. Mm-hmm. So I've been dabbing all weekend this like lemonade from Raw Garden and I love the Carta. Like this is a great little like smart rig. Mm-hmm. I'm all about it. And I've just been watching Gargoyles on Disney Plus and nice. Simpsons. I love how the Carta nice looks. Shit. I have to say, I don't dab because it's too intense for me, but I love the way the Carta looks. Well, like nights like this when I got shit to do and I can't go dabbing out mm-hmm. and fall into like, oh man, let's watch Avengers again and see if I notice any more Easter eggs. Uh-huh. You know, like I got shit to do. So mm-hmm. something like Pure Beauty, I'm all about this. Yeah, I really like it. And they've got uh, a whole line of other stuff too, but I'm really into these high CBD little pre-rolls. Nice. The babies. Ooh, cause should we talk about gardening or do you want to save it for another app? Oh, let's save it for another app because this is a mini and we both have shit to do tonight. I, I gotta, do have stuff to do. Yeah, I have to file a fucking story. Oh, fuck. And you have to finish your script. I do. So go finish your script, motherfucker. Fine, motherfucker. <laughs> this campaigner over here trying to tell me what rah, to rah, do. Rah, rah, <laughs> Finish your script. You're going to do great. <laughs> Awesome. Uh, is that it? I think that's it. All right. Word. I hope you all have great weeks and talk to you soon. Yeah. Mary Jane, this has been fun as hell. Yeah, this is super fun. I love a little quarantine mini app. And thanks for listening. And hit us up with all the things. DM us at Weed and Grub on Instagram or email us at WG at Weed and Grub dot com. And um, keep an eye out for some cool upcoming apps. We've got some really cool interviews coming up with some super fucking neat folks. Fuck yeah, we do. And um, yeah, love you all. Thanks for listening. What a fucking crazy world we live in. So thank God for this podcast because it keeps me quasi sane. <laughs> <laughs> same, same. Bye, everyone. Bye.